Welcome to A Photographer's Life. The channel that takes you behind the curtain into the world of professional architectural photography. Join us now for an episode with some of America's premier architectural photographers. Today's broadcast comes from a recent Zoom meeting of the Association of Independent Architectural Photographers. This discussion is led by AIAP Director Alan Blakely. We hope you enjoy the show. If you do, please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel. Now, on with the show. So I want to welcome everyone to the October 2023 AIAP Zoom meeting. And today's topic is on adding services or uh, different types of products to your business that might uh, bring in a little extra income. This was suggested to me by Norman um, after I asked him for some ideas about things. And we have talked a little bit prior to this meeting. And there's a few things that we've identified that really kind of were, um, you know, business saving type products and services. So I wanted to jump right into this, but uh, welcome everyone. And those of you who are right here now, you know, feel free to jump in. This is an open discussion. We're not going to be very structured in this, but I wanted to start out with one thing that Norman mentioned, which is uh, headshots. And I don't know how many of you offer headshots as part of your uh, service package right now, but thinking back to uh, the recession of 08, 09, and, and those of us who were in business uh, at that time, uh, the kind of the bottom dropped out of the market as far as architectural photography for a while there. And I was kind of caught unawares, on, quite honestly. Um, so um, for me personally, and then I'll turn, I mean, I'll, I'll ask Norma to add some information here in just a little bit. For me personally, I, I created a DBA and spun off a completely separate business to try to, to do headshots. And um, it was really successful. And I marketed uh, primarily to my existing clients. And then um, the other markets that I identified that were excellent markets for headshots were banks and law firms, and then those corporations that were headquartered in my local area. And so just with those those four market segments, I was able to uh, to create a really good side business um, that was branded different than my architectural photography business, but that came, you know, to be a really good source of income, especially during those times when a lot of other photographers that we were competing against just couldn't make it and and were out of business, and uh, we we saw people, you know, losing their businesses and their houses and all kinds of things. That was a really rough time, but but the side business of the headshots and I branded it as Salt Lake headshots because Salt Lake City is my local geographic area and so I had logo designed I put up a separate website with that separate domain um, it ended up being such a good business that I had to sell it <laughs> about five years ago because it was just like you know more than I wanted to handle and I'd be happy to go into the details of that later but um, kind of wondered what your take was on that, Norman. How how headshots worked out for you specifically? It, it was it was really good. I, I had the same thing. Our architectural side was slowing down, and um, at the time, I I had a relationship with um, some advertising agencies, so I contacted them, uh, sent them some of our portfolio stuff from back when we you know used to do a lot of studio work. And then I had Mary Beth, my business partner. She's a graphic artist and maintains our website and does some client sites. We just added a section of lifestyle photography to our website. And then I 
you know, I, I self-promote. So I've got a uh, an email list of potential clients and clients I work with. And I just said, you know, now we're, we're offering this service now to our existing clients. And it's same thing, Alan. It We, we got busy with it. You know, we have... Um, we have a studio, but um, but most of the headshots we did on location, which they really liked. So uh, we'd go out to their office or go out to their place of business or to their home and set up a small studio, seamless backdrop or something, and and uh, and, and did headshots, and it worked out really well for us. We um, you know, we still maintain a studio here, but um, but you know, that's that's more like supplemental work right now, doing headshots and things like that. But we did the same thing. You know, um, you bring up an interesting point there, and that's the fact that you were, were doing a lot of this on location. And that was my positioning statement for my business model was that um, was we come to you. And that was huge because there were a lot of people who, you know, they were sending somebody into a photographer's studio one at a time. And it was costing them, you know, a couple hundred dollars per pop. And it took forever to get it all done. And so... Uh, so my business model was, we're going to come to you. I'm going to charge you a two-hour minimum. I'm not going to charge it per person, but you're going to pay this two-hour block fee. And I'll share my screen with my, you know, my old website if if we want at some uh, some point here on the the discussion. But and then I added a per hour fee after that, and I gave them an idea of what my production was going to be, um, how many people per hour we could get through there. But like you said, I just I had a uh, a kit that I just took with me and I could either shoot it as an environmental portrait or set up a, a backdrop. And um, well, one other key point is that my wife is a stylist and she worked in the modeling industry for years. And she came with me as the stylist who prepped everybody. She got them calmed down first. You know, they'd, they'd queue up in front of her. She'd calm them down. She'd make sure they looked right. You know, she'd take the shine off their face. She'd help the women with their makeup. Um, she was, you know, the, the the guys that were bald didn't mind if she powdered their head, that kind of thing. And so they looked right when they came on set because I'll be the first to admit I'm not a people person. And so this was not something that I was going to be able to do on my own. And so they were ready when they came to me. And, um, you know, we would do six to 10 people an hour, no problem at all. And, and just crank through there. So it, it worked out to be a really good business model. The, you know, the we come to you and, and uh, the corporations love that because executives, um, you know, had a really precise time slot that they had to be there and then they were done and they didn't have to drive back and forth to a studio or something like that. So yeah, that was an excellent business model. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always have Mary Beth with me or my wife. Um, Mary Beth is a, you know, she's a, a graphic artist or her attention to detail is, you know, she'll miss someone's collar turned over or, you know, I mean, it's just stuff that I just don't pay attention to, but, um, but that always works out good. And, you know, it, I had a lot of fun doing it too. And, and I think you are a people person, Alan, you just don't realize it, <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of fun with it and, and it just, you know, make the people relax. Um, the, you know, to this day, everybody that I think I do architectural for, I, I know I do I do their headshots. And um so that that was that was something that uh has you know we we've always maintained. And they, they can come here, but 90% of the work we do is on location. Well, and that was something I didn't realize is that some of my clients were going elsewhere for headshots. And I didn't even see that as a 
as a market. And so when I started talking to these, you know, large architectural firms and construction companies and, and engineering firms and found out that they were going to, you know, Joe's pretty good passport photos for their headshots. Um, it was easy to say, well, we'll just come in your office and, um, and do it for you. And it got to the point where I was traveling around the country to do headshots for different corporations. And finally, my wife and I decided a few years ago, uh, we didn't really want to do this anymore because we were busy enough doing architecture. And so we actually sold off the business. But uh, And since it was separately branded, that was an easy transition to make. When you mentioned headshots, was it strictly headshots or do you do like, you know, full body, a guy leaning on his desk or standing in the hallway, that type of thing, or just headshots? Well, I do, I do both. I do about anything. In fact, you know, a lot of times there were, you know, some teams that they wanted shots of some executive teams or um, different things like that. And we do those. And then I got hired to do um, a lot of editorial photography when someone would say, you know, a magazine is going to be profiling me and they need a photograph or they want to send a photographer. Can you just come and do that? And then I had a separate fee for that if it was just an editorial portrait. But I, I, I did a lot of that as well. That was at a higher rate um, where I went in for one person. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't limit it to just a, a standard headshot. And so it was kind of a nice variety. And they, you know, they end up using them in their social media um, not just for, you know, press releases and things like that. And then their website profiles. And um, that was a huge market that I just had never even thought about. Yeah. We, we started offering a thing, Alan, where we would do, um, we do one shot on like either a seam seamless or a muslin, you know, and then we would do a green screen and we would punch them out and, and put them in, you know, cause I have what well, most of the time I photograph their office or other places and, We'd be able to place them anywhere, and we'd give them that that secondary image like that. Um, it was, I mean, that that they really liked that because they could, they could have their whole staff photographed in one spot, and then we could move them around the office by using the green screen shots. So it um, it was a nice, uh, you know, and we charged more for that because it was more work, but it but it's something else we just added to it. Well, I you know I will say I. I, I build that at a higher rate than I build architecture. And so it was a more profitable proposition for me than shooting architecture. I didn't like it as much, but <laughs> I make more money at it. So, um, you know, that was an interesting sideline anyway. What, what I do in terms of increasing uh, a budget for photography is that I'm primarily an architectural photographer. I'll do the interiors, exteriors, and also of our drone capture the you know twilight, which is a really uh, the wow shots that that people you know separating yourself from someone else who's shooting at two in the afternoon. I'll do this yeah, and the transition of the lights in the building making it come alive. But I also give a premium package where I bring in a videographer drone pilot who's who's comfortable of going into interiors tight spots. And, and we'll offer a video presentation of the project. An example, a rooftop uh, swimming pool skyline with a downtown, uh, you know, 40 you know, stories up in the air with this magnificent uh, backdrop in Houston. And we'll have a, a model go in and dive into the pool 
and with the drone showing her underwater take or swimming underwater and then we'll pull away and then revealing the uh the pool deck and the skyline view that they have and trust me they go goo goo gaga over this like you know this is not what we typically see from other productions so we try to uh, humanize and why that cl those clients wants to want to be in that high rise project is all the amenities uh, doing the aerials of uh, shopping areas uh, entertainment areas that are around that complex they say this is why our our clients our customers our tenants wants to live in this environment and all the settings that are in walking distance. So we, we kind of look, um, we're going in a path where we'll do one shot and uh, it is all the way, you know, the, the, the hospitality, the entertainment areas that are around the areas showing lifestyles, you know, people walking their dogs or what have you. Um, and then offer that package once we do a complete package will forward that to a future client that says this is what we also offer as an additional package and i'll bring in my videographer we'll do the rough editing and then i'll give it to him from that point on in terms of i'll do the sequencing of how videos shot and then say okay let him do the fade in fade out the music background we like to put some of our high-end still shots into the video where it's panning in and out that kind of keeps the person interested in that video presentation that they normally don't see. So we're finding that very successful on our higher end clients. And that's how we try to expand our business and bring in my, my other partner from time to time when they have a budget. And more importantly, we show our, our best stuff to that higher client to say, I want that package. And it's been working out very successfully. So how did how did you connect with this videographer? Is this something that works uh, for you? He, he was, yeah, he was a drone pilot, and mm -hmm. but he does uh, a lot of video presentation, mm -hmm. and that's not my thing. Uh, you know, I have enough on my plate to try to uh, with uh, photo assistance and then try to do a biography. I want to give that to someone who does it all the time, who's familiar, who's comfortable with that, and it's going to save me time. And also, if he's flying somewhere uh, outside, I'm doing the photography on the other side of the building because mm. uh, once that light is perfect, you can't go back the next day. To have someone doing half your work when the conditions are perfect, we're in and out in two or three days and that's it. You know, we got everything. And so that's when I bring that person in and we build up a relationship. I've seen his work and I say, we can expand our client base because now he has his video presentation. And when they see the still shots that are in the, from other projects to say, well, who's a photographer? And then also he'll offer the same package that I'm offering my clients is that we'll also bring in our architectural. So it works hand in hand together in terms of him bringing me clients, I'm bringing him clients and we're expanding our services where one call is all you need for all your marketing needs. Boom. There, you don't have to find a video, a drone pilot, an interior photographer, uh, yada, yada, yada. Is it, that one call, we take care of everything. The next thing you'll hear from us is us uh, uploading the, the the presentation for your your review. That's brilliant. I got I got a question, Richard. I, we we use a couple of uh, um, video guys 
um, our agreement with them, like they do it under our, our brand. Um, not, you know, they have their own business, but what they do when they work for us, they do it under their own, our, our brand. So do you, we, we use a work for hire for that so that we maintain the copyright of the stuff, the footage they shoot. Do you do the same thing? Yes. We, yes, we do. And the same thing, uh, if he calls me up or uh, say I have a client, you know, they need some still shots as well. Said, hey, great. You know, I had done nothing to uh, to build up that relationship. I'll come in as a work for hire. And we also still uh, keep each other's uh, material for, for presentation. Plus, um, having him showing my work and me showing his work, it's a win-win situation. So it, it, it's a unique that it, we're not contract but it's all word by word understanding and how we promote our each other's businesses i like that a lot that's that's great because um i'm not a videographer and i don't i don't really want to be and so you know hiring somebody else <laughs> hiring somebody else um that seems like a, a really good add-on um especially for interior drone work you know i no thank you uh, <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> that's brilliant I, I like that now let me ask you do you direct are, are you directing that video yes i am okay uh, when we uh, i go ahead and scout and i have a concept of what i'm looking for mm -hmm. and then I'll, I'll take cell phone shots and you know here's some sequences so when he's coming there we kind of know ahead of time we'll, we'll arrive in the middle of the day or and kind of go over, you know, rough draft shots to say, and so when we have that twilight, our thing is twilight, when yeah. that transition between the windows not being blown out, and you can see outside, and you have that 20-minute window. So while I'm on the bottom floor taking my interior shots with the transition windows, he's on the, the uh, clubhouse doing the same thing on the video package. So that cuts down our work, our timing, uh, and and having the same weather conditions that is a plus yeah. uh, on that. So that's how we kind of coordinate. It's like a dance step. And then uh, uh, he'll show me his raw footage, and then I'll pick a sequence and how we start okay. and where's the finish. And then from that point, I throw it to him to, to finish up the process. That's amazing. For those of you who haven't seen Richard's work, um, yeah, he, he does specialize in that look, and it's – it's pretty remarkable, but what you describe, um, that sounds like a really good working relationship and one that still gives you creative control because you've got the expertise about, you know, that look, um, and he has to execute it. But I think that's just an amazing business. Yeah, well, it's a, exactly that, it, you know, uh, it's, um, uh, saying this is how we look in terms of how we want to pr produce something that's a little bit different than what the ordinary uh, presentation that they see. Yeah. Very cool. I anybody else using a videographer? I'll be, gl I'll be glad to afford you an example. I'll, I can either uh, forward to you, Alan, and you can share it of a, a high rise project here in Houston and a very and you can, they can kind of see what Rick, and hopefully that will give uh, other people here uh, inspiration to find out a, and reach out to a videographer, a drone pilot, and see by collaborating on future projects out there. But uh, the one we had, uh, it's uh, we just sent it out to um, to individuals, co-calls. 
here's our presentation. If you like what you see, give us a call. And it works out very well. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm, you know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, geez, I wish I'd done that on the last, you know, 20 or 30 projects that, that I shot, you know, <laughs> that would have made a huge difference. What an idiot. But <laughs> um, so yeah. They're seeing something that they typically don't see. They mm -hmm. see a, 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 a drone pilot and then they have an architectural photographer and it never quite matches mesh together in terms right. of the, the quality or the same message it's going to be different you know you don't want to have a beautiful photography and then the drone uh, presentation is two in the afternoon yeah and yeah. see that's what happens a lot of time with my clients is that they have hired somebody else separately to do drone work or, or to do videography per se and it looks nothing like what i shoot um you know exactly. we are not at all on the same page and so I think that's brilliant, Richard, <clears throat> which brings me to uh, something that I probably ought to announce, you know, generally here is that there is a there there is a, a channel portion on the uh, Photographer's Life channel on YouTube, um, which has been set aside for you to showcase your own kinds of work like Richard's mentioning here. So if you want to send me a link or anything to that or the video itself and I'll upload it. Um, there is a channel for, for member videos on there. I mean, they're a portion. I'll, I'll forward to you all that this afternoon, the link. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, he's flying where the time that I'm shooting inside. Yeah. So that transition area. And it, it's seamless in how it, they work together. And I don't see that enough out there. And I'm saying, duh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, yeah, what you said in the last few minutes here has is you know worth a lot, <laughs> and I, I hope people see the value in that when they you know review this later here. And for those who are on the call, so yeah, I, I don't think uh, a lot of people go boom. Exactly. When they see the video. I said, yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and we said that only to the high end clients. Yeah, you know, because you know our fee is going to reflect the the quality of the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, and and they can say you can either be have this package or you can want to be in this package. You know, it, it's all up to you and how you present. And when you're you're renting apartments that are going for twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a month, yeah, you want to separate yourself from the guy next to, down the street. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that you do that as a package. That, that you've got your cost down to where you can you can do that as a package because. Um, well, that that's difficult. We do a, we do a lot of video, and we use some um, outside camera people. Um, we usually do the editing ourselves, but but that's, I mean that that's a monster. You can you can really get, you know, when you're looking at cost per minute to run to do video, high end video, it's pretty substantial. Um, so that's that's impressive, Richard. Uh, at first, they'll say, okay, I'll give them steps. Here's the entry on uh, my photo package is the entry level, the standard package, and our premium package. And I'll always offer that premium package up front. So someone's thinking middle of the road, but when they see that, I want, it's like, you know, seeing that shiny new car, I want that new car. You know, it, it's bringing They don't realize or say, hey, for it. For X amount of dollars more, I can have something that is going to fill up my my high rise t twice as fast as it got ours our competitors. Have, can, can I ask another question? Have, have you got your your video um, 
from production down to a, a, a rough, you know, ballpark cost per, per minute for your client? Uh, we charge uh, our, now we just give them a, here's our rate for the yeah. premium package. And the premium package will include the video presentation, the photography. So it's one package situation here. You can have, you know, our standard okay. on video situation, or we'll even offer a video by itself scenario. But basically it's, here's the price yeah, for the entire I, package. I, you know, I, I think on average, our shooting costs, um, when we do video, you know, it's a couple grand a minute. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, you know, it, it's expensive, and but it, so I was just curious, I'm, I'm going to look at your website and you do that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I have yeah. a question about that too, Richard. Do you, do you place any parameters on, you know, number of photos, minutes of video? Um, yeah. Is there is there some kind of box that this package fits into? Yeah, well, the basic package, you know, it, you know entry, I say entry level for those so they can weed out who we want or mm -hmm. they can pick out what they want where they're selling themselves. You know, a entry level is going to be 12 to 15 shots. And then it'll be the standard package will be 24 to 30 images. And then our premium package is going to be 30 plus. You fill in the blank, you pick as many images as you want out there and then you know we'll give them a version of uh the, the video and we'll give them uh at least one free edit if they want to change the music uh if they want any more any additional uh edits then we'll charge them accordingly and i'll usually invoice uh that to my videographer to, since it's going to be his time not mine mm -hmm. out there but the, the, the mere fact that uh, to attract a, a drone videographer is saying, hey, I'm bringing you clients. All you had to do was simply pick up the phone and say, are you available uh, Tuesday afternoon to work on something so that he did not have to spend all the time building relationships, sending proposals. And you can get someone to start off at a lower rate uh, than what you as we develop our our presentation is a 50 50 but as you're beginning a relationship you're bringing your clients and then all that person has to do is show up so you can come in you know as a subcontractor at a lower rate and tend you see if this person's going to work out or not or or this then you can build up a, a more stronger base and then that uh, videographer can also say offer photography as part of their package as well where someone was just thinking one vision now we're offering you a wider vision to market and showcasing more importantly we use the words like create your brand uh uh in your industry of who and what you are and that's how you know we, we promote it that way i'm looking for less business but bigger business yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, in life here you know that's a little uh, different than, than we do it we when we do the video um you know i i pay the videographer and he bills me and mm -hmm. and um and usually my clients don't know about his his mm -hmm. other business you know they they just yeah. it's all under our 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 corporate um so that's that that business our business model is a little bit different i guess um and i'm i am i'm just curious how that you know so so uh, so richard when you when you're using the video guy and and he's creating the video for you um he he invoices you for instance and then you you add your fee of your creative fee above that and then you bill your client? Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. okay. he has a set uh, set price, and yeah. then he he is a lower price than if, if a client went to him because I am bringing him business. Yeah. Uh, he did not have to invest the time or yeah. uh, to acquire that uh, account. And and in the video presentation, I, his uh, the credit lines will be my name, my photography, and also his company name. So when it's thrown out to YouTube or wherever, people that's free advertising for both of us. Okay. All right. Now, do you add that your client's branding to that video too? Then. Oh yes, uh, yes. Uh, we'll show you. We'll grab uh, if they have a company logo. Mm -hmm. that's We'll include that in the video insert. Once again, my videographer can do that more than I can, but make it look like the presentation is going to be uh, when we do that video presentation, it's the main client, but then again, the developer. But then we send that presentation to the architect, the interior designer, the construction company, the lighting uh, uh, architect who did the lighting on the outside, and then we'll insert their name, their company, uh, in there. So it's it looks like it, it was made tailored for them. So once again, that video can become not only one source of income, but three, four, perhaps five different uh, uh, companies or people are involved in that project that we created their video and all we did was insert their company name at the end okay what about voiceover and music bed and those kinds of things uh i left that to my videographer you know he'll, he'll give me this he'll give me a rough sample of, of, of two or three uh music genres and then we'll kind of decide which ones we want to go with different clients want different things uh out there so we'll we'll make a decision first but then we'll have some backup video tracks that we can forward to the client to see if they prefer that or they want to use their own. Okay. Uh, project narration, we usually just have somebody that is involved with the project. Um, we use, you know, they'll have a spokesman or someone that's a project head or um, they're usually the ones that will do the, you know, we might ask them questions like an interview type thing, Alan, you know, questions off camera, response on camera, and uh, we'll insert that into the video and that, that works out nice and then um for music editing we just you know go to the your normal sites and uh, but but that's that's really a, a a unique model that you've got going there richard I, i'm gonna have to look into that it's a little bit different than we're doing it and it sounds like it's really working for you so what in your when you're when you're including a video in the contract what is different than what would normally be in a stills contract I mean, how do you manage, for instance, the uh, how many drafts for, there are, um, how many versions there are? There are multiple. Uh, it, it depends. Uh, we have uh, multiple different blank forms for a single client, or we'll tell them up front if you want a multiple client. If if we're dealing with a client for the first time, we'll we'll ask if you want to whether it be the architect, the interior designer, the construction, the developer, whoever contacts first, are we able to build a relationship regarding a project? We'll always say, are there other individuals interested in having a, a dissimilar? Uh, offerings that we, we offer and then we'll send them a link of a sample of a previous job and that usually sells them to say I want to be a part of this and then the, uh, if it's a multiple client contract then obviously it's a win-win we give them a discount for 
multiple use at the beginning of a project. But then again, we get have a lot more income and more importantly, we get new clients that we weren't aware of to begin with. So we try to keep it simple. Here's the price for a single client. Here's a price breakdown. We keep it open. Our discount will reflect on the number of people wishing to participate prior to the start of the project. And then, you know, whether it's going to be, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30% discount, it's all going to be reflected to how many people go in. But we always try to give them, here's a, a, a brief uh, a PDF portfolio of past projects that are similar to your project photography-wise. And here's a video that also can be part of your package. And the more you offer someone, the more they want something that they don't have or they have. Yeah, we, we do that a little bit a little bit differently because like we'll we'll storyboard for the client, you know, Barry. And and so the first of all, we we talk about maybe shooting for a half a day or a full day, and you have a lot of footage with that. And then with that, you can break that down into you know uh, into different videos. A three-minute video for a website, a a 60-second video for social media. There's all kinds of things you can do for that. And and so we'll tell the, the client the different options op, options they can have with the footage. And we rehearse the client ahead of time. We have a storyboard. We know what the, the videos are going to be specific to. And, and in a day, we can shoot, you know, three or four different scenes in the three or four different videos with all this all this footage that you can, you know, make, you know, you can use, you get a lot of mileage out, out of it. So it's a little more specific than what, what Richard is doing. Also, what I'm asking is, in the you know, Shooting stills, uh, I deliver a gallery of mostly finished but not completely finished images. They pick the ones they want. I I do a final pass at them. But with video, it's a little more complicated, or maybe it's not more complicated. So, um, how many videos do they get to look at and comment on before they finally have to say uh, we're going to send you a check? Well, we we well, first of all, we get our we get our money up front. Um, so that that's never a conversation anymore because we, we've been paid. Um, and you get and all your money up. You get all your money up front, hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We, we we the way we work here is a client sets up an account. We get a card on file. Uh, when they start a project, we take a deposit. Um, and then when we deliver the package, we we they we get the balance on their card before they get the, yeah. the product. Well, so, that's normal. That's kind of I, yeah. That's normal. But but the thing yeah. is here. Um, we already know what the video is going to be. If we're dealing with a client that wants to talk about um, how they, an interior designer, what what their, you know, what their workflow is, how they approach a project, the different styles they use, th those videos, um, they're very specific. And we'll rehearse that ahead of time. So we have it scripted out, storyboarded out, and, and it's a very concise production. Um, but out of that, because you have additional footage, you always have edited, edited footage, you can take the edited footage and you can do, you know, brief social media teases to talk about the, you know, getting the client to someone to the client site. Um, but, you know, again, that's different what Richard does because our stuff is very concise. It's very precise. And, you know, and, and we do it and we, you know, we, we do have a half day rate or a full day rate. If someone wants something a la carte, we'll do it by the minute because um, production costs are, I mean, if you're doing it right, it's it's pretty high. You well, know, that's even, 
Yeah, yeah. I know that. And I mean, it's, I guess that's, uh, I'm not, for, I'm on my first cup of coffee here. This is my, yeah, I'm on my um, <laughs> I, I, I was up late last night. What can I yeah. tell you? Um, so in your contract, it says you're going to get uh, three 15 second things uh, that'll be formatted for social media. Uh, you're going to get a, a two minute uh, full res video for your website and so forth. And that's all laid out in the contract um, in, in advance. And you get to look at like two versions and then that's it. Then we're going to deliver. Yeah. Those are the kinds of questions. It's the process questions, I guess. It's what I'm asking. And how does that, how is that reflected in a contract? Because, you know, um, when I, you, you run into young uh, photographers and they, they say, I'm getting killed by these clients. Um, and I say, well, do you have a, do you give them a number of photos that you're going to give them? They say, no, they just want everything. And I go, no, <laughs> of course you're getting killed. Uh, you know, 10 photos and uh, show them 20, whatever. So that's kind of what I'm asking those kind of questions. Like, yeah. Uh, so, so my, my contract uh, varies. Um, a client might say, you know, I need, I need three, uh, four minute videos or two minute videos for my website. And I need, um, you know, X amount of social media videos. So we'll, we'll have that um, all tailored out into a con into our a proposal. And so they, they know what the bottom line is, what they're paying. They know what the, what they're going to get. And um, I mean, it, it's, it, it's not, it's not very much different than if we're shooting architectural um, and, and like I said, it, it, what I'm interested with Richard with the way he's, got this broad scope of, of using the same video for different clients. Ours are very specific to the client we're working with. And, and I can't, I can't see how, you know, my interior designer would incorporate it. it, it you know, that's, I guess that's not what we're doing, but it, it's very much the same thing. Um, we, we know what our production costs are here. We know what our editing time is here. And, and, you know, that's all spelled out in, in the uh, proposal, but, I'm really, I'm really curious with Richard because, like I said, our production cost for video—we do a really good video here. It, um, it is high um, compared to architectural work. It, it's, it, it's quite an investment. The, the clients love it and they, they, they like it, but it's, you know, it's not cheap. Uh, especially when you get into editing, we do all of our own editing, so it, it's, it's just time-consuming. Well, I'm learning video myself. I'm yeah. shooting and in the middle of learning uh, DaVinci Resolve, so. I'm interested in this because I think for for architectural photography, you just don't see that much good video. You know, it's like a step up, a half step up from real estate, and that's not good enough. A lot more coming out. I'd say there's a lot more good architectural video coming in. It's good to see, I think. And our video is not really architectural video. Our, our video is, is specific to the client and then the architectural work. We do what Richard does. If they're talking about a project, we'll intersperse the high res architectural work into the into the video itself. Yeah, I, it Barry brings up, I think, a, a really good point, because if you look at the, the model for video production that's out there for high end video production, they will say, you know, three drafts or, you know, five drafts or something like that. And then it's it's a permanent fee and. Um, and it kind of they kind of leave it open ended because you get a client who says, "Well, what if we did this? And what if we put this here?" And and the, you know the editing process goes on forever. My son's a video editor, and 
some of these things you think, are we ever going to get this out of the door? You know, because um, it just seems like it goes on forever. But, it, but I can see where architecture may not fit that mold necessarily where you, and, and I, I'm thinking about, you know, the things I've done, they've been more like what Norman's describing where, you know, I've directed an interview sequence and then there's been these other things which are kind of showcasing, they're telling a story specific to that client but what richard seems to be describing and what i think could i could you know translate into my business is is the same architectural photography approach that i take could be taken in a video format and showcase things even better you know when combined with my stills and you know to me that's a really magic combination so um yeah my mind's exploded just now <laughs> A little clarification. Uh, I do have an architectural background uh, back in the way back when I worked for a, a architectural firm based here in Houston, Skidmore, Owens and Merrill. So I, what I learned uh, uh, in going uh, uh, and seeing the perspective of an architect, but more important over the years is who hired the architect. I'm going to the person at the, the very top, the developer. That might be the architect's design design built but it's the developer's baby in terms of how they want it for the present. I always go from the developer down. I never go from the construction people up scenario. I think it's really going to depend on the market that you're in and, and who the client is, because I've in the past three years, I've lived in three different markets and I work all over the South at this point. And depending on who you're talking to, the budgets are all over the place and they're what they're used to paying for things in their areas are all different. I do video myself. So I'm listening to all the, you guys who hire out or do the work for hire thing. And, you know, I, I personally, where I'm at, I can't, I, I'm not going to get the clients here to pay more than what I'm charging for video, which is essentially my day rate at the base level. And then I increase the fee based on that. But if I'm shooting for a corporate client in Nashville, for example, I'm going to charge three to four times what I charge in like a small residential market. So it all depends on the client, the, the region you're in. And yeah, I think it also depends on the sophistication of the client that you're working with. If they're used to using, um, you know, architectural photography and video for marketing, um, it, you know, in a real serious way, if they're not, then they probably don't value it um, like like other clients do. But I've had small market clients who are very sophisticated in their use of what uh, I'm shooting for them and they will pay the fee. And then I've had other large clients and big markets who, who just don't care. <laughs> you know? And so um, I, I think it's a client thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that your best advantage is always going to be just to do great work and and see how it shakes out as to who's pay, going to pay you for it I've, I've got i've got two bases of clients too i've got a lot of small interior designers and design builds uh in in my local area then i've got a couple of clients down in california who i gave a quote to one of them and they said you're not charging enough so i i basically triple my fee and they don't care so it it all depends on the market, yeah. And but specifically, Alan, to your question of this seminar, I got a job with the city of Seattle to do a um, 
there was a big mechanical project where they're tearing out the old mechanical and putting it back in. And they wanted me to do uh, construction progress shots, which I had never really done before. And then they added uh, time-lapse photography, which I'd never done before. And then they wanted me to do training videos afterwards. So I had to learn all this stuff. It, it hasn't happened again, but that there's one example where I did a bunch of things I'd never done before. It was kind of fun learning those, but I just didn't stick to strict architectural photography. Yeah, I feel like the, the construction progress is a good value add. And most of the developers who I've worked with, that's how I've worked with them, where they've got a big construction project and they want me to come in with drone every three or four weeks on location and capture photos or videos. Um, and that's a great relationship. And I always try to get the work at the end of the project, photographing it, and then they never care. It's always like a real estate photographer that comes in and shoots it. And then it's like, hey, whatever, shoot it wide, put it up there. I mean, I'm in, I'm in a town where it's not, it's not big, but we have a high cost of living. So it's like, you don't need to shoot a lot, um, you know, high-end stuff, real estate photos will do fine. And they can rent out a property at, you know, 2,500 for a 900 square foot place downtown. So it's like, why they're not going to spend the money if they don't have to spend the money to market. Any other uh, add-on service that we ought to talk about that uh, anybody's doing that we haven't touched on here? Uh, Kyle mentioned as far as doing construction management or construction progress shots, um, I have a project I go out once a month um, and I've had several projects like this and I just take uh, progress inside out everywhere and I don't do any video. I do all still photography, um, but I give them about 100 shots uh, of you know the progress. And then what I've found is I'm hired by the developer to do that because he's going to put a video together at the end. But then I just took note of everybody that was on the site in the way of like Miller Electric and, you know, the MPE and the, everybody else on site. And I've marketed to them. And uh, now every month, uh, instead of just giving the photos to the developer that is paying me to go out there. I invite all the rest of them to a Dropbox and everybody buys pictures from me. You know, um, we brought up a, well, I think it was brought up in the, in the last meeting that we had where um, um, Michael Young presented his shared construction content um, service, but um, we brought up the fact that the, the GC on a project will usually have a spreadsheet of everyone involved in that project, um, all of the vendors, all the manufacturers, all the subcontractors. And I, I know that's what Michael uses uh, a lot of times if he can get his hands on that to, to do the shared um, uh, licensing discount uh, package thing that he puts together. But um, I found that if I just ask the GC, can you send me the you know, I can't remember what they call it. I've had it's kind of escaping me at the moment. Anyway, the print out of all the people involved in, in the project, they usually will. Um, in fact, I've got one that just does it now as just a matter of course. And so I've got all this contact information. And, you know, like Glenn was saying, that's just kind of a no brainer to stick those images somewhere and, and offer them for licensing. So I am an architect and, uh, on the cover sheet of almost every set of drawings, especially on a real big project, um, all of the interested parties are listed with all the contact information. 
Yeah. And the first thing I do if I'm going out to do any construction is I go over to the set of drawings and I take a picture of the cover sheet and I've got all the emails of the project managers. I've got the phone numbers. I have everything I need. Yeah, that that's brilliant. That's that's kind of the same thing I'm talking about. Um, and because that that information is just there for the asking, and it'll call out you know what part of the project generally um, you know as you go page by page that those people are involved in. So, um, yeah, thanks, Glenn. When you are licensing second, doing the secondary licensing after the fact, are you including a discount to those subcontractors, or is that only if they license at the same time and it's a package deal from the beginning? Unless it's initially with the unless they're involved with the initial project. Then I offer a discount, but if they come in afterwards, they pay the, uh, the normal rate. Yeah, that was one of my concerns um, when I spoke with Michael. Is I, I didn't, um, I, I mean, he could address that, but I wasn't comfortable with that, that continuing discount and rebate and credit back and all that stuff that was going on. I wanted to have a, you know, a cut off, and this is the day. This is the end of it. Um, from hereafter, it's just my normal fee. So that's the way I do it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's other things that we, we do too. Like when Alan and I were talking earlier about to me, business is business. We want to stay busy. Um, there's some photographers we do processing work for, they'll send us their raw shots and we'll finish them off for them. Um, you know, we, we print our own wall art. We frame our own wall art here. Um, we rent it when our studio is not being used. We offer it to local photographers to use. We have every piece of equipment you can possibly imagine for lighting and shooting. Um, my business partner is a graphic artist. So we do, she does websites for clients, but we also do cut sheets, uh, brochures, and she does all of the ads for like Architectural Digest and Lux and uh, CS Interiors. And um, th those types of things that we offer to our clients allow them to stay with us um, and, and not look somewhere else for their marketing needs. And it, it's been, there's been times where just that addition, you know, it, when the architectural shooting is actually show that other stuff is, is, you know, been sometimes 50% of our income. So it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's nice to partner with somebody that can do that. Yeah. Just back to the, the headshot situation, the fellow that I sold my headshot business to, he, he then added printing and framing and all of those kinds of things, um, um, you know, custom retouch and, and all that. So, you know, he's hanging prints on, on the office wall for these corporations where all I ever did was give them a digital file. So, you know, he's, he's upsold um, that uh, substantially from what I had it uh, selling. Well, I know Brian, um, he's busy right now, but I know Brian, uh, prints a lot and he prints really big <laughs> and sells it. So, uh, you know, that's, I don't know if, if, if you want to jump in for just a second, Brian, and maybe just kind of mention that part of your business. Well, yeah, it's been uh, terrific. I mean, once they see the big enlargements and I'll, I'll have them professionally mounted because I don't have the equipment to do large format mounting, but I mean, all it takes is one, one view to see the quality and they're 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 sold on you know always getting big display prints from me. We do them in house, and uh, pricing is I I've been <laughs> I've been selling prints and Giclee reproductions for for so many years. Um, I don't know what the pricing is offhand, but it, it it's not cheap. Uh, it's definitely worth my while, and 
you know, the big thing about it is I get to control the final product in terms of how it looks, how the how the colors are rendered and saturation and all that. So um, I think it's viewed as a, good, a a worthwhile investment for them. Yeah, I, I recommend anybody get into large format printing. Um, and I agree with that. We, we put the client's brand on it. We, we you know, put our signature on it the year we shot it. We frame it up nice and uh, we put it in a museum frame. It, it's it, it's a fantastic source of income. And, and it's a quality piece too, because you know we, we use archival materials. It's not cheap, but um, the clients in their offices, you know, they are they, I've even done some some large portfolio books for clients which have been, you know, the people are, everybody's used to using iPads to look at a portfolio. Now, when you see a still image on something, it just blows them away. I mean, it's just like, you know, and um, that, that visual impact is just incredible. And, you know, and, and we'll do, we'll do like portfolio boxes, 11 by 14s, where we'll mat and mount a, a set of portfolios for a project. So if a client wants to show a specific thing, kitchens or baths or, or you know, a re, or, or if it's a, a hotel or whatever, um, they just take that box with them. And those stills, they they get more sales from feedback off of those stills than they do from showing somebody on an iPad. And the reason being that I've noticed is that they can take like a, if you have a custom builder, he can take a set of you know uh, of images and they can intersperse them and lay them out for a client. But you're seeing them all at one time as opposed to one at a time on an iPad or through a digital portfolio. It's uh, printing is, is, is huge here for us. And it's been a really, really profitable. Well, that's an advertising marketing model. That's what, uh, I mean, it, even, even with the pandemic, post pandemic, a lot of people that do advertising, they, they send portfolio books, just like you're talking about and single prints as well. And, and for that reason, because they can put them all out at the same time. You can see a, a, a body of work, to use the fine art phrase, right? Yeah, well, you still get ad agencies that will contact and sit and ask for a portfolio review. You know, they don't want to go to your website. <laughs> they want to sit down in the in the boardroom or the conference room and, and look at prints. So um, it makes sense. That's how I connect with new clients, trying to go into their office and give, you know, here's all my work in 11 by 17 printed sheets, take a look at it, feel the fine paper, feel, you know, I feel like people like to have that in hand. Oh, no, it's all right. I just say prints don't lie. You know, the quality of a print, it's uh, the visual, uh, it, it, the, it's just no comparison to any screen, 5K or other. One thing that I've done for, for customers that I, I really want the project and I just feel like I need to push just a little bit harder than the other photographers that they're considering is, is I will put together a book for them, um, a, a portfolio book. It, I have, you know, I've never met with them They're on the other part of the side of the country. I'll, I'll send them that book. Uh, doesn't cost much for me to produce it. And, you know, they get that in hand and then they're considering just other people that they're just going to have to look at online um, I always get that job. So um, it's just another consideration. Well, when, when you say book, are you a print, like a printed book? like A, a printed book? book, you know, kind of like a Shutterfly book. That's not who I use, but um, that kind of a thing where, where I will put images together that I think are pertinent to the job that they're considering me for. 
so that they can see the type of work I've done for other people. And then I can put any kind of copy or branding or whatever I want in that. And, and it's a, you know, it's a black cover. It looks really sleek. It comes in a case. I ship that off. It doesn't cut, co- it costs me less than a hundred dollars. And the return on that is significant. So <laughs> it's well worth it. And what's your turnaround time for putting it together, having it printed, and then actually getting the book in your hands because you've put together custom images for the type of project? Well, I pay for an expedited typically, but it's about five working days. Okay, that's good. And so when I know that there's something coming up that I really want to lean on the client for, I mean, that's not the best term to use anyway. Uh, I want them to force them, force, forcing them to use me. Um, yeah, I'll send, them a, I'll send them a book or something like that. It's worked out really well. Yeah, well we've done similar things. We'll, we'll send um, um, 11 by 14. We'll use an image box and a mounted portfolio set. And again, our, you know, since it's our in-house cost, our in-house work, it's, you know, it's not a big, big expense, but it's very impressive. It's that, you know, and presentation is so important. Yeah. I mean, it just goes back to, you know, those of us who've been in, in the business long enough, you remember sitting down with an art director and, you know, bringing in prints with a, you know, with a tissue overlay and you, you know, there's the presentation and it's kind of like, you know, the genie out of the box kind of thing. And, or, or, you know, your portable light table when you're putting down eight by 10 transparencies, you know, it's impressive. Yeah, I had this friend, Bruce Starnberg. He's got a lab light box. Um, he's out in Oregon now, and, and he's got a company, Inkjet Output. So if you want large format prints and you don't have a printer, Bruce Starnberg, he's fan, He's a great photographer, nice guy, um, uh, archival work. He's he's top drawer, absolutely top drawer for any type of printing. Um, but I remember Bruce doing that once. He had an 8x10 view camera, and... I, I'll never forget the first time I seen an eight by 10 transparency on a light table. Gentlemen, this has been a really good discussion. I sure appreciate all the input. Um, there's been some really valuable things come out of this and um, thanks for being so forthcoming. Each of you that have, have shared what you do and, and how you do it. Uh, this is a, a kind of a forum that is fairly rare these days. Uh, you know, back in the days when you used to meet colleagues at the lab or things like that, um, you know, or, or at Calumet, Norman, and places, you know, um, it was a common type of uh, discussion, but uh, it's becoming more and more rare. So thank you very much for being involved. We'll have another one of these next month. I hope everybody will stay well, and this will be up uh, next week on YouTube and then on the other po- podcast platforms uh, that you listen to. Um, and when I receive this uh, video from Richard or anybody else that would like to send me anything that you'd like to have uh, featured on our YouTube channel, just uh, go ahead and, and send that to me, whatever transfer uh, method that you use, and we'll, uh, we'll take care of that and, and showcase your work and link it back to you. So um, all the better for both of us. This has been another episode of A Photographer's Life. If you've enjoyed this program, please let us know by liking this episode and subscribing to this channel. A Photographer's Life is brought to you by the Association of Independent Architectural Photographers. This episode is copyrighted, and may not be used in full or in part, without the written permission of the AIAP. Please join us again soon for another inside look at the world of professional architectural photography.